Hey everyone, welcome to week two of the Mindset Podcast. We are so fired up to be here to be with you. And I just want to say right off the bat, our heart behind this, our heart for you, our prayer for you as we dive into these conversations is that we would give you some practical, helpful tools on how to how to apply this reality of winning the battle of our minds to our actual lives because we know this it's front it's front and center it's center stage in our culture in our society mental health mm-hmm. the mental battle we're all in it we're all facing it and friends if you're in the fight be encouraged it's just a sign that you're alive we're for you god is for you and i pray this conversation is helpful for you yeah. today as we begin to dive into this and so this past Sunday, preached a sermon I called Mind Games, and we really focused in on God's part versus our part. But before we dive into all that, um, sweetheart, what's on your heart heading yeah. into this week? Man, so week two, so excited about this um, conversation because as you were preaching, I was just felt like the Lord was speaking to me on every different level because just like Jonathan said, we're in it with you. We're going through this. We're learning together. But there was one quote that you read that just really struck me. And it was this. It was from Craig Rochelle's book. And it says, you cannot change what you do not confront. If you ignore the battle, you lose the battle. So you cannot change what you're not willing to confront. And I think when we are talking about mental health, when we're talking about strongholds or things that have our minds, our way of thinking, I think our freedom, though it's going to be a personal freedom, God is going to break us free from certain strongholds. um, It is actually a corporate freedom because what God wants to do is he wants to take our personal stories and he wants to use them as testimonies in our kids' lives, in our families' lives, in the lives of people in our community. And so as you are um, fighting for freedom this week, I just want to encourage you, remember that there's a generational component to mm. your freedom. And there's a verse in Revelation 12, um, 11, and yeah. it says that they triumphed over him, that's Satan. So the believers triumphed over Satan by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. So I just want to encourage us today, when you are in the battle and you are fighting um, for personal freedom, know that God is going to use this testimony, not just in your life so that you can give glory to him, but so you you can actually lead others down the path of healing and wholeness and change. change. I mean, really the trajectory of your family. Yes. And we've seen that happen in our own family and our own lives. And so I just felt like the Lord was saying, um, remind them that this is not just for them. It is for their families and the generations to come. So so be excited because God's going to do a huge thing as we all go on this journey together. Yeah, 100%. That's so good. And I think something that, that really struck me as we were... Gosh, thinking through the content for this Sunday, thinking through this conversation a little bit, um, Sunday morning is vital for your spiritual growth, for your transformation. Coming together in worship um, is so important. The actual gathering in the building together is so important, but it's important because it inspires us to walk the way of Jesus. Real transformation happens, and this is key. Not just in the inspirational moments, but really Monday through Saturday, the rest of the week. Sunday morning inspires us. It reorients us to true north, to Jesus. Real transformation happens the rest of the week as we put this into practice. We've got to practice 
engaging in the battle of the mind if we want to win mm-hmm. the battle of the mind. And so um, let's talk about this. God's part yes. versus our part. This is so huge. What is God's part when it comes to winning the battle of the mind? When I think of God's part, obviously you were sharing on Sunday that it's the gospel. It's the gospel of Jesus that is God's part. What he did for us in his son Jesus is what gives us our freedom, is what gives us victory, is what gives us divine power to bring down strongholds in our lives. And there's a verse in Colossians 2, it's verse 13. It says, and you who were dead in your trespasses, that's your sin, and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made alive together with him, having having forgiven all our trespasses by canceling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands. This he set aside, nailing it to the cross. He disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to open shame by triumphing over them on the cross in Christ Jesus." What a powerful verse. So much to unpack here. But I think the number one thing that we have to remember is that in Christ Jesus, all of our sins are forgiven. In Christ Jesus, there is redemption that happened. Mm. But not only redemption, it said that um, he disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to open shame, which means that whatever we're dealing with, we're struggling with, we actually in Jesus have victory over because he's given, um, he's taken away all their authority in our lives. Yeah. They actually don't have the the power or authority to um, have so a final good. say in our lives. So we can lean on the gospel every single morning. I had a mentor tell me one time, she said, Lindsay, you have to preach the gospel to yourself every morning. You have to remember what Christ Jesus did for you by giving his life on the cross for you, freeing you from sin and all your trespasses, forgiving you and setting you free. And when you take hold of that and you set your mind on that, yeah. it transforms your life. And we need to remind ourselves of that every single day. So yeah. God's part yeah. was the heavy lifting. I mean, yeah. he did the biggest part. He He's won the victory. He's already accomplished. He's, he's opened the prison doors. He's broken the chains. We have freedom available to us through yes. the gospel. He's done the heavy lifting, right? Right. Um, the question is, truly, at the end of the day, how do we live into the victory of God? How do we actually live this thing out? Because Mm -hmm. that's great. Praise God. He's won the victory. We're free. Well, on Monday morning, I still feel like I'm in chains with my unforgiveness. I still feel stressed about a million things in life. Right. Um, You know, there's so much of this reality of just life that is still true, um, even though. Yes, we have been set free. We have received forgiveness. Mm -hmm. And so God's part really centers around, hey, he's going to give us grace. He's going to provide grace for us while we're in this journey of transformation and finding our way towards freedom. So we don't have to run from him when we screw up or when we're losing the battle of the mind. We can run to To him him. because that's where we actually find strength and power in times of need. I think about... Second Corinthians 10, we talked about this mm-hmm. last week. Um, God has given us divine power for pulling down strongholds. And I think about Sawyer, yeah. um, our son, when he was young and we'd go to the playground and he would try and keep up with Lily Hope and her friends. And there was this one little section on the playground. It was like a rock climbing wall. Yep. He kept trying to climb up that thing and he was so mad. So he, he kept trying it. to get up there where yeah. they were and he couldn't do it on his own. Yes. And it dawned on him. 
I was sitting there the whole time wondering, I wonder how long it's going to take him to come to me and ask for help. Right. I was right there. His father was with him the whole time. And he walked over to me after, Mm -hmm. you know, so much frustration attempting it on his own. And he just looked at me in the eyes. I don't know, maybe he's three years old, four, something like that. He just goes, dada, up. (laughs) Dada, up. And I knew exactly what he meant. He's like, let's go up. Help me get up there where all the kids are so I can play. Right. And I was like, let's go, buddy. And I walked over, I picked him up and I Mm -hmm. put him up there and... So many of us, we're not inviting mm. God into the conversation. We're not, yeah. we're not even aware that there's divine power available. And if right. we would take our minds off of circumstances, off of these thought cycles, and just interrupt those with prayer, inviting God um, into that moment and say, Lord, I can't break this stronghold. I can't yeah. break this cycle. Help me. Yes. Jesus' help is one of the most powerful prayers you can pray right. on a daily basis all the time. Yeah. And I, it makes me think of um, when you're saying all of this, just how you were talking about there's God's part, then there's our part. Yeah. And part of our part is agreeing with him. And one of the things you said was never surrender. Yeah. When I was thinking about that, I was thinking, I don't want to surrender to my vices or a way of thinking or my thought patterns, but I always need to be ready to surrender to Jesus. I need to always be ready to take what I'm going through and bring it to God in conversational prayer. We talked about that as being one of the tools that God has given us is, is this tool of prayer to speak to him, to talk to him, to invite him into our situation, to ask for help from the Holy Spirit, ask for that divine power to overcome the temptation or um, to think a certain way or to stress or to worry. And um, that was one thing that he gave us or that you gave us. There were a couple others that you talked about. Yeah. Yeah, So God's part, the gospel, the freedom we have in Christ, that is finished on the cross. Yeah. Our part, it really comes down to mindset. The scripture talks a lot about what are you going to set your mind on? The verse that we looked at this past Sunday, Romans 8, 5 to 7, it says this, uh, for those who live according to the flesh, which is just the sinful nature um, inside all of us, that that part of us that tends towards self-destructive behavior or mm-hmm. tends towards running away from God. Those who live according to the flesh set their minds, their mindset, they set their minds on the things of the flesh. Mm-hmm. But those who live according to the, the spirit set their minds on the things of the spirit. For to set the mind on the flesh is death. The result of that, if we consume and constantly put our mindset on what's going wrong, on all the future things that may happen that we're stressed about, of the regrets from our past, Mm -hmm. um, if we keep replaying all the reasons why we can't forgive that person and the harm that's been done to us, if we constantly are thinking about, hey, materialistic things, what, what's the next thing I need to buy or get to make me happy and fill that void, setting our minds on those things will shape our life, right? Right. But setting our mind on the Lord, setting our mind on the fact that God loves us in the midst of our journey, um, interrupting the mindset that is set on the flesh and saying, Lord, even what would you have me do today? Lord, can right. you step into this situation? Lord, help me to love where love is hard. Help me to forgive where I can't do this. Yeah. The Bible says that leads to life and, and peace. peace. Yes. Life and peace. 
something we all want, we all need, mm-hmm. life and peace. And so I think the first part of our part is the mindset, taking a mental thought audit. What am I putting into my brain, into right. my mind? What thoughts am I allowing myself to ruminate on that are um, directing or affecting the course of my life? Yeah. That was you, so good. You want to add to that or say anything around that? Um, no, I just need to do more of it. Yes. I need to always yeah, <laughs> yeah. set my mind on the things of God and yeah. not on the circumstances that are uncontrollable or you know yeah. the worry or the doubt or the fear or the unforgiveness. Yeah. Um, such a good reminder, especially from Scripture. Um, you know, I was thinking too. It was kind of like us starting our workout this yeah. this last New Year. Yeah. Um, you know, when you go into the gym the first time. It's yeah. hard. It's painful. You don't feel like you're strong. You've lost your strength um, when you've spent months out. Um, but really, when you are um, trying to set new resolutions, especially health resolutions, yeah. you know, the gym is just 20% of it. Yeah. The real battle is the battle is won or lost in, in the, the kitchen, kitchen <laughs> right? It's 80% of the battle. Yeah. And what so you put into your body. What right? you put yeah. into your body. And so I was just thinking, man, the inputs matter so much. What yeah. we are putting in, what we're thinking on, what we're looking at, what we're listening to, our friendships, the people that we're in community with, um, can make or break our our victory in these yeah. areas yeah. on a daily basis. Not that we don't have victory in Jesus, but the reality of that victory will not be fleshed out in yeah. our lives if we are constantly scrolling social media and comparing ourselves to other people or yeah. feeling bad about where we're at in life and where they are in life. Yeah. Or um, you know, ruminating again over unforgiveness, yeah. um, replaying the narratives, or listening to doomsday news and just feeling like this world is hopeless and there's yeah. there's you know no um freedom or or uh victory the future to be had. The is future just is terrifying and it's all yes, gonna be awful. And it's all right? gonna be awful, right? So the inputs yeah. are so important. Huge. Yeah. Huge for us. Um, you know, I think I think back to my own life, my own journey. Every every week in this podcast, we want to take a moment to talk about, gosh, some ways that we are putting this into practice and fighting the battle of the mind. Um, and I think back to about two year, year and a half, two years ago, just facing discouragement, depression, lack of motivation, what felt like burnout. Yeah. You know, you and I having different discussions and and just wrestling over deep things in my my heart, my life, mm-hmm. um, trying to to recapture vision for Hills Church and and where God was taking us, and just ultimately feeling down, discouraged, all those sort of things, and. I was talking to mentors, friends, we were having conversations. I I was praying about this, saying, Lord, help. Like, how do I get out of this place right here? Right. And there were some things that I felt like I need to start doing. There's some Mm -hmm. things I need to set my mind on. There's some things I need to renew my mind around. Excuse me. There's some, there's some lies I need to, um, stop believing and replace with truth. Right. Um, and there's some things that I need to not just add to my life, but cut out of my life. And especially in that season, for me, um, one of those things that I felt like the Holy Spirit was highlighting for me was alcohol. Mm-hmm. And not that I'm against alcohol or against drinking. I just thought, gosh, especially when you're in seasons and you're facing discouragement, depression, mm-hmm. lack of motivation, you um, 
we can have a tendency to run to anything for comfort to run. It doesn't have to be alcohol. It could be whatever we run to, to kind of soothe or comfort those things. And I just felt like the Lord was saying, Jonathan, I want you to take a season where you say no to that, cut alcohol completely out of your life. And that was like a year and a half ago. Mm -hmm. And that was a big part for me in that season of just winning the battle of the mind, of learning to lean on Jesus and to run to Christ or to run to you or others in terms of, hey, where where do I seek wisdom, comfort, advice, solutions Mm -hmm. for my future, turning to the Lord and taking an audit of what are some things I need to add in my life Mm -hmm. and what may be some things that God is highlighting around, hey, this needs to go in this season, maybe not forever, but in this season. Yeah. And I I just remember watching that and just being so encouraged because I think so oftentimes we can say, okay, I need to cut certain things out, but what are the things I'm going to replace it with? And one of the things that you talked about on Sunday was the word of God, having some fighter verses in hand, um, scripture in hand that we can turn to when we're depressed or anxious or discouraged or fearful or worrisome, um, or we're struggling with strongholds in our lives? What are the verses we can turn to? Um, You also talked about like fighting as if your life depended on it. Like being serious about the fight, never surrendering, never giving up, um, constantly going back to Jesus. And I'm just going to play a little devil's advocate here. When I was thinking of all those different things that we could, what were our part to do, um, our part and God's part, Mm. I was thinking about seasons in my life um, where I've done all the right things, yeah. or I feel like on paper, this is so important. I, yeah. you know, I've gone to the Lord in conversational prayer. Um, I have been practicing gratitude. I've been memorizing the Word of God, the truth of God's Word. I'm in community. Yeah. I'm um, going and, to counseling, going yes. to therapy. It's like, all right, we're we're adding all the right tools, all the right tools. Yeah, and yet I wasn't seeing breakthrough or yeah. what felt like breakthrough in my life, and so, um. What do we do in those seasons when we feel like we're doing our part and we don't see God breaking the chains off of our lives? Like what, I just want to talk about that for a second. I think it's, I think that is so important. That whole reality of what do we do when Lord, we're doing our part. We're, we're taking a thought audit of our lives. We're praying, we're in the word, we're in community, we're a part of a family of faith. We are actually engaging the battle of the mind, and yet we're not seeing victory or breakthrough. A couple things. One, I think you have to to lean into grace. Yes. Remember that yep. in the midst of the fight and the struggle, you are loved, forgiven, God is with you, and he gives you the space to grow even mm-hmm. while you're in process, yeah. right? That's huge. The grace so of God good. from the gospel. But number two, and man, this was something you actually brought up to me, James 1. Yes. There is something about the struggle that is good. Yes. You know, God could deliver us immediately, instantaneously, Mm -hmm. if he wanted to. And there are times when I've said, Lord, I want you to immediately deliver me from X, Y, or Z. Get this out of my life now, please, right? But what James teaches, what scripture teaches Mm -hmm. is that there's actually a benefit to the struggle, a benefit to learning the perseverance through trial, through struggle. And the benefit is, is that it actually shapes you. It forms you. It changes you, right? And so victory might not come on our timetable. Victory is coming. The Lord says, hey, the good work that I began in you, I'm going to bring it to completion. Yes. But 
we don't know when that day is. Nope. And so we have to we have to press forward knowing that this struggle that we're in right now yeah. is actually part of God's plan to shape us, to produce endurance, resilience in us. Yep. Um, I think about just the formation yeah. in my own life in those seasons where mm-hmm. I haven't found um, the victory per se over the struggle, but I have seen um, multiple times how God has shown up faithful with... Um, just the support I needed, yeah. you know, the answered prayers of friendship or people who, um, I could go to for, it was like, he gave you just enough he, along the way. It was like, he gave me manna yeah. every day, just like he gave the Israelites. Yeah. And you know, why did he give them manna? He gave them the manna because he wanted them to know that they could depend on him as Lord, yeah. that he was God. He was their provider. And so I think of those seasons as seasons of dependence. Maybe it's a struggle, maybe it's a fight, but mm. am I remaining faithful? Am I remaining surrendered? And am I dependent on yeah. God for the victory, yeah. or am I just looking for the victory? Like He is so much more in the process yeah. than He is the outcome. Yeah. He wants to develop things in us, and again, our paths to freedom are going to bring freedom to other people's mm. lives when we are yeah. able to lean into God and say, yep. "You know, God, on Your timeline, I'm going to remain faithful. I'm going to remain dependent. I'm going to remain prayerful. I'm going to set my mind." on the spirit and I'm going to wait for you to give me the outcome. And I just think a life surrendered is the most powerful witness to other people who are in the battle, just like you. So good. I, that's exactly it. And I, I just, I want to leave you with this today. I want to leave you with hope Yeah. because there are many of you who have been in the battle of the mind, fighting different strongholds for years of your life. Um, Maybe some of you for 5, 10, 15, 20, 30, 40, 50 years, who knows how long it has been, right? It is never too late for God to begin writing a new chapter in your story. Amen. Yeah. There is always hope. C.S. Lewis, I I shared this quote on Sunday, and I I just want to read it and say it one more time. We'll close with this. But he said, all the the struggles, all the trials, all the horrors of life have followed the same course, getting worse and worse and forcing you into a kind of, of bottleneck till at the very moment when you thought you must be crushed, behold, you were through the narrows, sailing in peaceful waters with the wind at your back. Yeah. All was suddenly well. The dream which became a nightmare faded as you were wakened by the light of dawn. We die and die and mm-hmm. die again until we are beyond death and find ourselves in the midst of life abundant. Mm-hmm. Friends, the struggle is real. <laughs> There is a process to victory that comes as we die to ourselves, learn to lean on Jesus, take a mental audit of what we're thinking about, take a look at the inputs we're allowing into our life. But even if you've been in this struggle, this battle for a long time, and you're like, Lord, when am I going to get through the narrows into the peaceful waters? I don't know. We don't know the answer to that question. Mm -hmm. We don't know when the freedom comes. We die and die and die again until one day we awaken and we're beyond death. We're beyond that stronghold that used to keep us down. And so take heart. God will bring to completion the good work he began in you. Take heart. Your story's not over. Friends, if you're in the fight, 
Yeah, it's a sign that you're alive. Man, we love you guys. We are praying for you this week, and yeah. we cannot wait to keep going into this, dive into this for week three of Mindset.